This is the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman. This is our special 2022-2023 playoff preview. I'm joined by a couple of co-hosts, Mr. Mark Chechnita. Yeah, I'm still recovering from a bit of a rough night, but I've pulled myself out of the concussion protocol prematurely to get us through this show. And John Snowden. Yeah, I got my uh, playoff beard growing strong here. I'm going for the neck beard this year, so it's a little different. And we're coming at you from Taipei, Taiwan, the home of NHL Hockey Hall of Famer Rod Langway. Two-time Norris Trophy winner and one of the greats of all time on the blue line. Yes, the Secretary of Defense in Rod, we trust. Guys, playoffs are upon us. I love this time of year. What do you guys really love about the playoffs the most? Oh, for me, it's these epic overtime games. You never know when it's going to end. I mean, you, you'll go triple, quadruple overtime if necessary. I remember as a kid getting to stay up late to watch those games and just hoping no goal was scored so I could just, you know, make it past midnight. I mean, I, I love the upsets. There's always one or two big upsets. We all remember the Tampa Bay Lightning after their incredible season tanking out to the Columbus Blue Jackets in four games. We're going to see something similar we always do. And for me, guys, I love the goalies, and I love that some teams do just get goalied. Uh, goalies get hot, and that uh, that leads to a lot of upsets. A bit of a changing of the guard this year. Both the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins have been eliminated from play, so no Sid, no Ovi, some new blood perhaps ready to roll. I am fired up. Let's get started. Let's start out west this time. Yeah, we often start in the east, but uh, let's take a look at the top team in the west, the Golden Knights, against my Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the Jets just snuck in. What do we think about this series here, boys? Well, I'm looking at some of the top-end talent on both these teams, specifically Jack Eichel. Uh, this is a first playoffs. Can he bring it? Can he be the superstar player we've all envisioned him to be? And then on the Jets, guys, Josh Morrissey. What a season he had this year, yeah? Came out of nowhere. I mean, his career high was sub-40 points, and he goes plus 70 points this year. Nuts. Yeah, I know I know they've got uh, Connors and Ehlers and some of these scores, but Josh Morrissey, he's the guy I'm really watching closely. Yeah, he can bring it at both ends of the ice. Um, Mark, anything going on with uh, injuries with either of these teams? Wow, yeah, big stories on both ends. Uh, I think the biggest one, though, is the potential return of Captain Mark Stone. Looks like he's going to give it a go in the playoffs. And if he can be even like 80 or 90% of his usual self, that's going to be a massive boost to the Golden Knights. Also, Shea Theodore looks like he should be able to get into this series at some point, and he's such an important important contributor on the back end so That's right. watch out for those two guys for sure yeah uh, as far as the jets go it looks like uh nick ehlers is going to be okay after getting banged up late in the regular season and cole perfetti who missed quite a bit of time looks like he might be ready to return to the lineup as well so that will be really important for the jets secondary scoring yeah perfetti fit in nicely there uh they, they really need him uh we got to talk about the goaltending here though uh, yes. The Jets just snuck into the playoffs, uh, really on the back of Connor Hellebuck. He was excellent down the stretch, uh, won five of the last six games and allowed only nine goals in that stretch. So, you know, watch out for him to steal a couple games. On the flip side, Vegas, you know, it's a slightly different story. Logan Thompson was pretty good, but uh, hasn't really played since March 23rd. So they have Jonathan Quick and Laurent Brassois. You know, obviously Quick, excellent playoff performer, but definitely past his prime. 
and Brassois. Not quite sure what to expect from him in a long playoff series. So some questions around the Vegas goaltending for sure. Yeah, but there's also a fourth head to that goaltending monster, Aiden Hill. Maybe he gets in there too. Yeah, yeah, we're just not sure. So, um, I mean, what do we think about this series? Let's get our picks yeah, in. Yeah, well, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I do think Halbuck's going to steal a couple, but I think the Knights are going to win in six. Yeah, I just think the Jets looked really bad for the last few months of the season. I don't think they min- win more than one, so I'm going to go Vegas in five. Yeah, I mean, probably against my better judgment. I'm going to go with my boys, the Winnipeg Jets in seven. They've been playing playoff hockey down the stretch here. I think they're ready to roll. Heart overhead it is for John. I think that's true. I think that's true. Okay, let's move it along to the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. They will be facing the Seattle Kraken. I'm really looking forward to this series. The Avs were hot down the stretch. They were really cooking. And for the Seattle Kraken, it's their second year in the NHL and their first playoff appearance. Yeah, I mean, we have to talk about top-end talent for the Colorado Avalanche. Nathan McKinnon, didn't realize this, he's third in NHL playoff scoring per game uh, behind, guess who, Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. So some pretty good hockey players Yeah, there. what a stud. Oh, Hat-trick the last game of the regular season, won the uh, Central Division crown for the Avs. Yeah. He's ready to rock. I mean, they have McCarr. He's a bit banged up, but when he's playing, he's been a point per game this year. And uh, we got to talk about Rantanen. Gets 50 goals, 100 points. What a season for him. Uh, on the other side of that, Seattle doesn't really have the, the, the top-end pop that the Avs do, but um, Jared McCann, great season, 40 yeah, goals. Yeah, there we go, guys. My boy from Stratford, Stratford, Jared McCann, 40 goals. Yeah, and I mean, good depth for the Kraken. They had six players who broke uh, 20 goals. And Matty Beneers, I mean, he had a great season. He, I think he's ready for primetime, this kid. Yeah, so. you got to think he's probably a shoo-in for the Rookie of the Year. Award. Yeah, we'll you see. would think so, yeah. I think goaltending is going to be a big storyline in this series as well. And I think there's a really big advantage for the Avs. I just don't trust either of the Seattle goalies. They've both been given a chance to run with it, but both Philip Grubauer and Martin Jones look very beatable at times. And I'm not even sure. I assume they're going Grubauer to start. We'll probably end up seeing both of them, but I don't really like either of those options for Seattle. Flip side of that, I think Georgiev has been outstanding in his mm. first year as a Colorado player. And um, Francois is healthy again if they need him, but I don't think they will for this series. I think yeah. uh, Georgiev is going to start and finish it. Yeah, he had 40 wins this year. Great season for him. Um, anything going on with injuries there, Jeff? Yeah, well, we know that playoffs is often a, a war of attrition. And it's a shame that both these teams are going to be starting with a man down. Gabriel Landeskog, who a lot of people were hoping was going to come back for the start of the playoffs, it sounds like he's out and will not return whatsoever. The Avs are really going to miss his experience. Huge blow. And uh, Barakovsky had an excellent season for Seattle this year. Uh, Was one of their top scorers before he went out. It doesn't sound like he'll be back. He won't get a chance to have revenge against his old team. Yeah, that would have been a cool storyline. But what do we think about the picks here, boys? For me, this is an easy one, unfortunately. I'm going to go Avs in five. Yeah, the gentleman sweep. Hey, Jeff, I don't think they're going to be gentlemen about it. I think they're going to want to get this one done as quickly as possible. Avs in a sweep. Wow, going for the sweep. Uh, I, I'm going to also say Avs in five. I just think the firepower is going to be too much. Seattle had a cool season. It was a good story, but I think the story is going to end here. Next up, we have the Edmonton Oilers versus the Los Angeles Kings. What should people be looking for in this series? Yeah, there's a lot of Stanley Cup buzz in Edmonton right now, and I think one of the things to look for is the goaltending position. The Oilers spent a lot of money in the offseason bringing in Jack Campbell, but that soup just didn't quite taste right, and they made a switch to the stew, Stuart Skinner. (laughs) And the one thing with when you go from soup to stew, it's improved consistency, and that's exactly what the Oilers got here. I think he could pull a Cam Ward this year. I think he could take the Oilers deep. 
Uh, on the flip side, we've got a very interesting story in LA as well with goaltenders, both Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, who started the year nowhere to be found. They brought in Jonas Carposalo at the deadline and Phoenix Copley, of all people, came out of nowhere as the third stringer, playing like a first yeah, stringer down the stretch Yeah, that was one the of the Kings. best stories of the year, I thought. Copley coming in there for the Kings. But Corpusala was great since the trade. Who's it going to be, though, right? Like, who do they even start with? I think we could probably see both of these guys in this series, but they're going to need one of them to stay on par with Skinner, who's looked excellent for Edmonton. John, what are you looking for? Well, I mean, if we're talking about Edmonton, we got to look no further than Mr. Connor McDavid. What a season. Wow, wasn't it? He's all right, I guess. 53 points, the first guy to break 150 since Mario Lemieux. And right behind him, Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, 128 points for Dreisaitl. He's been dynamite on the power play. Um, But on the flip side of that, the two centers in Los Angeles, I mean, Anze Kopitar and Philip Philip Deneau. Um, I mean, these guys are two of the best shutdown centers in the league so that'll be a really interesting battle to watch can those two guys shut down mcdavid and dry if they can't this could be a short series yeah i don't think they'll shut them down they just have to try to limit their offense as much as possible which by itself is already a very tall order i'm going to be watching the d the d battle really closely mm. um ekholm who the oilers got at the trade di- deadline was exactly what the doctor ordered he's been great bouchard has been really good since Ty- uh, barry moved on and Darnell Nurse, he can be punishing back there. But what about the LA Kings defense? Well, the first thought has to be they have a healthy Drew Doughty this year. You know, last year they took the Oilers to seven without Doughty, and that was a big loss. So having him healthy is going to make a difference for them. I really like Sean Dursey down the stretch. He was great for the Kings. Mikey Anderson, sort of an underrated uh, defensive player. I think they have nice depth. I love that move of getting Gabrikov at the trade deadline. Sure, the same trade where they got Corpus Salo. That was a great move for the Kings. Yeah, I mean, I almost give the, the Kings... I don't know. It's a pretty even battle with the defense course. I think the depth edge probably goes to them on D, but maybe the Oilers are slightly better in their top four. I don't know. It's it's tight. Yeah, it is pretty tight. How is it all going to play out? Ooh, I'm going to say McDavid and Dreisaitl are too strong. I'm going with the Oilers in five. Well, you guys know I picked the Oilers to win the cup. I'm not picking them to go out in the first round, but I do think the Kings make it interesting. So Oilers in seven. Wow, seven. I'm going to say Oilers in six. They have home ice. I think that's going to be a bit of an advantage for them. And yeah, the offense is just going to be too much. Let's move on to our final Western series. It's the battle of the Dallas Stars who stole the hockey franchise from Minnesota and their newest hockey team in Minnesota, the Wild. Uh, Also two teams that wear green, which is kind of cool. John, what do you got your eye on in this one? Well, I have my eye on the Dallas Stars offense. Jason Robertson, he leads the way. First Dallas star to break 100 points, Uh, but it doesn't end there. I mean, they had five players break 70 points this year, which is pretty incredible. Very nice scoring depth. Yeah, including uh, Miro Haskinen on the back end. Yeah, what a breakout season for Haskinen. Yeah. Um, For Minnesota, it's not so hot. I mean, Kaprizov, obviously, all the offense goes through him. He was a bit banged up. Few questions as to how healthy he is. Uh, But Boldy, Matt Boldy, he got 30 goals this year. So a nice nice little addition. I feel like they're going to be leaning a little too heavily on some of these depth guys, Matt Zuccarello, Frederick Goudreau. I'm not sure they have the same depth to keep up with the Dallas Stars. Yeah, we'll see if some of those trade deadlines can uh, help out with Johansson and uh, Nyquist, who's now back. Yeah. Well, speaking of trade deadline, it wasn't just the Minnesota Wild who added at the deadline. I like that Dallas was able to bring in Max Domi. Evgeny Dadanov has been a good contributor, but I love their depth on D especially. Uh, I think Essa Lindell is one of the most underrated defensemen in the league, and I think he's going to shine come playoff time. And 
with Minnesota, I'm really concerned with their positional depth with center. Uh, Erickson Eck looks like he won't be ready to start the series. Tough loss. He was playing really well too. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, they're going to have to hope that a guy like Marco Rossi can step up and give them some offense. Uh, Ryan Hartman can shift and play some center if necessary, but they're really outmatched down the middle. I'm going to be watching the goaltending battle. Uh, Jake Ottinger was awesome last year in the playoffs. He had an excellent season, a 239 GAA, a 919 save percentage, 37 wins. Um, He is a wall back there. And Minnesota, they've got a bit of a goaltending controversy. Uh, Gustafson and Flurry. Gustafson was lights out down the stretch. I'd be surprised if he didn't get that game one start. Yeah, you know, it's tough to not go with the experience of Flurry, but Gustafson has been the better goalie for most of the season. So yeah, I think either way, they're both going to get in there. For sure. But yeah, Evanson, Dean Evanson has indicated that there will be a rotation going on. So yeah, we're definitely going to see both of them, I would think. All right, guys. Oh, this is a really tough series, but I really, I have to go to this with the stars and I think they're going to do it fairly quickly. And I'm going to say five games. Yeah, you know, I have to agree on that one. I think that if Eric Sinek was available, it would be tighter, but uh, that's a big, big blow to the hopes of the Wild. So Stars and Five sounds about right to me. Yeah, the season series was pretty even. They both won two games. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pick the Stars. I'm going to say Minnesota will make it a little tougher. I'm going to say Stars in six. All right, excellent. Well, that about wraps up the West, and we will move on down to the East next. Welcome back. That was I Shall Be Released, sung by the band, written by Bob Dylan, and released in 1968. So here we are. Uh, We're in the East. Some exciting matchups here. Where do we want to begin? Well, we know we have to start with the Boston Bruins versus the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I mean, this is the battle of this year's President's Trophy winner versus last year's President's Trophy winner. Uh, Different seasons this season, though. I mean, Boston, what an unbelievable season. Arguably the greatest, most wins Incredible. Yeah, absolutely incredible. And really a team with no weaknesses, at least on paper. Um, The playoffs are a different beast. Florida had a really tough start to the season under Paul Maurice, but, uh, you know, they barely got into the playoffs, but they looked excellent down the stretch and won the games when they really mattered. The Bruins were also excellent down the stretch. They were resting their best players in some of these games, and they were still winning, uh, ending up with a plus 128 goal differential, which is out of this world. Well, we know that both these teams feature some huge stars, 
Boston Bruins, we got to mention David Pasternak, 113.61 goals. Uh, of course, they've got uh, Marchant and Bergeron, the Wiley Vets. On the Florida side, Tuchuk uh, had 109 points. Barkov was a bit banged up. He only got in 68 games this year, but he still got 78 points. One of the things I'm really looking at is some of the surprises that both these teams had. Can they keep it up? For the Panthers, Carter Verhage, 40 goals. Yeah, what a year. What a year no for him. No one saw that coming. Yeah. And how about Brandon Montour? Ah, uh, yes, Brandon Montour. He was great for my fantasy hockey team. He was even better for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, 73 scoring. points. Yeah, yeah, who thought he had that in him? Wow, just amazing. Uh, for Boston, you know, there's a lot of questions. Did David Krejci, did he still have it? He comes back with 56 points in 70 games. So I think he very much showed that he does. And also Hampus Lindholm. What an excellent two-way defenseman Boston has there. Charlie McAvoy's great there as well. Yeah, everybody just sort of fit in in that lineup this year. It was perfect. Yeah, this is one of the biggest mismatches in the first round. And I think part of that is also based on goaltending. Linus Allmark went 40-6 and six this year, 1.89 GAA and a 9.38 save percentage. I mean, this guy's winning the Vezina. He was an amazing goalie. And their backup, Jeremy Swayman, was also quite good. This is one of the few teams where I think that if they did have an injury in net, that they would just keep on chugging right through. And the Florida Panthers have an awesome goalie story. Yeah, out of nowhere comes Alex... I'm still trying, Lion, and he gets the Florida Panthers into the playoffs after a mysterious illness befalls Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, looks like Bobrovsky's ready to go, but I think that Lion should probably be the guy to get the first start. Yeah, John, who would you start in game one if you were the Florida Panthers? I think you got to go with the guy that got you to the dance, and that was Lion, definitely down the stretch. Um, you know, if he falters, we'll see Bobrovsky, I'm sure, if he's ready to go. But yeah, go with Lion. I think we'll see them both because Boston's going to put up some goals in this series. Yeah, I'm also really curious to see how some of these Boston trade deadline uh, guys like Bertuzzi and Hathaway, how they make out. Well, these guys are built for the playoffs, I think. Yeah, I like Dimitri Orloff back there, too. I mean, this team is just stacked. All right, guys. So what are your predictions, Mark? I don't see Florida winning the game in this series. I'm going to go Boston in four. Sweep. Okay. Sweep, sweep. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe Florida's going to win one. I'll go, I'll go Boston five. They're just too strong. I agree, John. Boston in five. Hey, uh, Jeff, it's playoff time. How are you feeling about your Leafs this year? I am pretty frightened. Why would that be? I well, what once possible- <laughs> again, we have the rematch we all saw coming. The Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, we've known about this since Christmas. And uh, I think this is going to be a great series. Maybe the best series of the first round. I'm very excited. Uh, we got to start with the goaltending, I think. Uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, it's been an interesting year. Um, Matt Murray has really been, well, not very good. Sam Stonoff, on the other hand, has been pretty good. He has been. Yeah. yeah, he was the insurance policy that really paid off. You know, they brought him in on that, what, one-year, million-something-dollar contract. He's been awesome. Yeah, so they're going to need him. They're going to need him big time because if he falters, I mean, I don't know, you know, Wall, are they going to go with Wall? If well, they, that's the thing is we don't even know if Murray's going to be healthy that's enough. Right. But if so, you know what? Honestly, I think Wall has had just as good of a year, probably better than Murray. I know it's a small sample size, but very small. Been pretty, he's been pretty good. Yeah, very small. Six games or whatever it is. Uh, going up against Andre Vasilevsky, you know, one of the best playoff performers in, in net that we've seen. And, uh, you know, watch out if this one goes to seven. Vass will go in beast mode, and, uh, you know, I, I don't like their chances in a Game 7. Yeah, predicting a shutout for Vasilevsky in a Game 7 is a, a pretty good guess. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at the star players, guys. It's stars versus stars. We know the Maple Leafs are coming at you with Marner, who had 99 points. Shamey missed out on the 100. 
Uh, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares going up against the the Lightning and their big stars. Kucherov had 113 points. Braden Point had 50 goals. Just unbelievable. And uh, Stammer, well, Steve Stamkos, his goals were a little bit down, but he was still over a point a game, finished with 84 points. So I really think it comes down to which team's star players play better. Well, it's funny you talked about uh, drop in production from Stamkos. Look at Matthews this year, barely breaking 40. I know he was a little bit banged up. Hopefully he's 100% for the playoffs because they're going to need him in prime form. Well, I mean, we could see a situation here where sort of the top end talent cancels each other out. And uh, so who wins on depth here? That's that's a very interesting point because I think that Toronto really did a great job at the deadline improving their depth. Of course, the headliner being Ryan O'Reilly. He's got the Stanley Cup experience. I think he'll be very useful. He can play center. You can throw him on the wing if necessary. Uh, but they also picked up uh, Lafferty and Nolan Chari as well. And then I like some of the other guys. I think that Michael Bunting and Kelly Yarncroke and even Alexander Kerfoot, who's been good in the playoffs before, I think that's pretty decent depth. It's not bad, but Tampa Bay, they counter with some pretty good depth on their own. Yeah, I know Brandon Hagel. Nick Paul was an absolute beast last year in the playoffs. Uh, Ross Colton's a nice player. And Anthony Sorelli's a good two-way guy too, so for sure. Um, But what about the D? I think the D depth is going to be a big factor as well. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, the Tower of Power, Victor Hedman is awesome. And Sergachev had 64 points back there. Yeah, no, I think definitely front end defenseman. It's clearly the Tampa Bay Lightning. But if you look at the like the four, five, six guys, I think the Leafs have closed the gap. Yeah, I was going to say, how about the Leafs defense? Well, they definitely have some sandpaper back there. They got McCabe and Luke Shen. Uh, you know, those could be some guys that could give some of the Tampa Bay forwards some trouble. Yeah, and I think I'm surprised uh, I'd written him off. But Mark Giordano looks like he still has some game left. Uh, I think he's going to give everything he has this playoffs. But uh, it's going to come down to Morgan Riley. He's their best defenseman, and he has to play like that. Do you guys think we'll see any antics from uh, Corey Perry? Wouldn't be the playoffs without them, right? Yeah, this is his time to shine. I think he'll score at least one big goal in this series. Well, I hate to say it, guys. The moment has come. Who are you choosing for this series? Well, I mean, for me, I say it every year, I am not going to pick the Leafs to win a series until they win a series, and they haven't done it yet. So I'm going T-Bay. Uh, I'm going to go T-Bay. I guess I got to say seven. T-Bay in seven. The, oh. Leafs, the Leafs special losing in seven, eh, yep. Johnny? Yep. Well, Jeff, uh, I'm going to offer you some hope, although I did offer you some hope last year. It didn't turn out. I think this year, Tampa Bay is a little bit weaker. No Andre Palat. That's a big loss. And I just think they look tired. They played a lot of hockey recently and they're not quite the same team. And the Leafs have made some great ads. I think they're ready to take the next step. Finally, Leafs in six, because I don't think they want it to go seven. I think that Ryan O'Reilly scores a game winning goal in overtime and the Leafs move on. Wow, Mark, I really admire your optimism for the second year in a row. You know, I'm a longtime Leaf fan. I've been scarred way too many times and I hate to say this, but lightning in seven. This sad look on your face right now is priceless. <laughs> well, I think we should move along here. Second place in the NHL this year, the Carolina Hurricanes. They are faced off against the second wildcard spot in the New York Islanders. What do we think about this series? Well, they were second in the NHL. I think that's a little bit misleading because if you look at their record since uh, Andrei Svechnikov went down, they were 9-8-1 and one, playing very mediocre hockey. I think they look a little bit vulnerable. Uh, on the flip side, the Islanders weren't incredible down the stretch, but they have been playing ho- playoff hockey for the last month here, and I think they're going to be able to hit the ground running. Um, I don't know. I think that could be a big factor in this series. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking at this series as one that could end up being quite a low-scoring series. Uh, both teams can play pretty good defensive hockey. Um, I worry about that for the Carolina Hurricanes, though. I worry that if they end up in a goaltending battle, New York Islanders, Ilya Sorokin, yes. one of the best in the world, I mm -hmm. could see him stealing some games, maybe even stealing the whole series. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's probably going to get the first look for Carolina, right? Probably a short lease, though. Yeah, Antti Ranta was maybe the better goalie down the stretch. And they do have uh, that Kachekov kid as well who got into some games. Who knows what's going to happen in that for Carolina? That would be fun. He's a fiery personality. I'd love to see him get in there for a couple. Mm -hmm. And both teams have some X factors. Tuvo Teravainen, not a great year for him. No, a real down year for him. He um, didn't even crack 40 points. Yeah, Seth Jarvis also didn't have an excellent year. Uh, but Kakanyemi really came on near the end. Yeah, he was at a nearly 70-point pace over the last two months. Remember, he's only 22 years old. He's already been to a cup final. He's a big kid. He can play some physical hockey if needed, so watch out for him. And the Islanders, they got their killer peas, Pajot, Palmieri, and Parise. And it looks like they may have added the biggest missing piece of them all. Yeah, I mean, Matt Barzell, if they can get him back, they were really hoping to have the one-two punch of, of Barzell and Horvat for the playoffs. Barzell comes back, their best offensive player, that could be a difference maker. Yeah, Martin Nietzsche's led the uh, Canes in scoring this year. We'll see if Rod the Bod, Brendamore can uh, get something out of these guys. Who are you guys picking to win this one? Well... I think this is just the easiest call for an upset. I think that the Canes look vulnerable and the Islanders are kind of built for playoff hockey. So I'm going to go Islanders in seven. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, you mentioned earlier about how we always see a team get goalied. I think this is the one I'm also going to pick the upset. I'm going to pick the Islanders. I'm going to say in six games, actually, six games. Whoa, no respect for the Canes. Yeah. Man, it's amazing. A lot of people are down on the Carolina Hurricanes, it seems like, going into this uh, playoffs here. They've got an awesome defense. People forget about that. They've got Jacob Slavin back there. I expect Sebastian Alho to have an excellent series. I'm going to say Canes in six. Well, we have one remaining series, and this one is a banger. I mean, this is the battle. New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, a classic. Uh, what do we think about this one? Yeah, this is going to be a cracker of a series. I love the story of the Devils. What an excellent regular season they had. Uh, I'm watching in net the goaltenders. Uh, once again, we've got a Russian goaltender for the Rangers. They got Shosturkin. Uh, the Devils going with Vanacek. Maybe Mackenzie Blackwood gets a game in there. Whoa, struggles. whoa, whoa. Are you sleeping on my boy Vitek? Vanacek yeah. was solid this year. I don't know. I just feel like that's a huge advantage to the Rangers going into this series. No, absolutely it is. I mean, let's not forget that uh, Shostorkin is one year removed from a Vesna trophy and he can turn it on at any point and be a difference maker in this series. But uh, there are a couple other X factors I want to look at. And one of them is the secondary scoring. Now, one of the big stories for the Rangers last year in their playoff run was this kid line they had. Mm -hmm. And I think that this could be another big thing this year. I think that Lafreniere has been better in the second half. Kako showed signs and Heedle also has had some good stretches. They're probably going to be back together as a third line, and I think that could be a difference maker. The Devils, on the other hand, I'm not so sure about their secondary scoring. Boquist, Halla, Sharon Govich. I mean, these names don't excite you that much. The Rangers spent so much money bringing in depth at the deadline. I think that's going to pay dividends. However, the Devils do have a new addition to their team. Luke Hughes looked really good in his first game. Two Hughes is better than one. I think he's going to make a difference on the back end, maybe pitch in some offense. Yes, I am really curious to see what the kid can do back there. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of when Kale McCarr came in at the end of, well, in the playoffs that one year, and he really made a difference back there for the yeah, Colorado Avs. Definitely. And final difference maker, not a sexy name, but Ryan Lindgren. If he is healthy for the Rangers, he plays top pair with Adam Fox. He's such a solidifying factor back there. 
excellent defensively, killing penalties and bringing that sandpaper you need at this time of year. I think he needs to stay healthy for the Rangers to go deep. And John, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think this is a really interesting series. Obviously, great rivalry here. New Jersey, what a great story. Lots of finesse, lots of firepower. But, I mean, I think one of the big difference makers, the New York Rangers have really made an effort to make themselves a big, heavy team. I mean, you just look at some of these names from top to bottom. I mean, Trocek, he's a beast. Uh, Jacob Truba, you know, he can lay the body. He's nasty. He's, he's nasty. nasty. Uh, Andre Miller, big guy. I mean, Zbigniew, he's not the biggest guy, but he plays, plays a physical game. Chris yep. Kreider, same thing. Even Tarasenko, I mean, he's a guy known for his offensive touch, but he can throw the body around too. They got Barkley Goudreau. Just all of these guys, I think they're going to wear down the New Jersey Devils, and it's going to make it really hard for them to compete. Yeah, I think that will be the strategy earlier. They're going to try to run the Devils through the boards, and will they be able to stand up to that pressure? Yeah, the Devils are going to need a big series out of uh, Jack Hughes, who really came into his own this year and established himself as a superstar. Yeah, he's one of the most dynamic players in the league, but playoff time is a lot different. This will be his first taste of it, so let's see what he can do. And how about Dougie Hamilton's season? Great year, great year. It's nice to see him back in there. He's one of my favorite defensemen in the league, and it's, it's great to see him flourishing. Yeah, the Devils have a lot of potential in the back end. I think it's a very underrated decor and a big part of why they are one of the best teams in the league, but uh, they're in tough against the Rangers. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to go with the Rangers in six. Yeah, I mean, all of these points you've just made it leads me to believe I don't know if the Devils can really compete. I'm going to say Rangers. I'm going to also say six. Okay, and I am going with the Rangers in five, guys. Whoa, okay. no love for the Devils, hey, Jeff? Well, I still love them. This is going to be a fantastic first round, guys. Yeah, I know some people have complained about the playoff format and the seeding and, you know, the division setup and everything, but I think that this gives us such amazing first round matchups. I'm really, really pumped. John, are you okay there? Dude, you're starting to look a little nervous. Are you worried about your Jets or something? Uh, well, yes, but no. I mean, guys, the time is upon us. Remember, we've been talking about this for weeks. We got we to gotta get out there. We're doing the, the thing. The job. We're doing the job. Hit the forest I'm of ready. literature. I'm ready for the job. I've been preparing. Is this yeah. really the right place, the forest of literature? Well, you know, they got a little cafe there, and it seems to be pretty busy. I think there's quite a lot of cash that moves through this place. Great opportunity. I agree. Mm. John is, I think John's on to something here. You really think that the cash is enough to save us the whole podcast, man? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I think they got enough. I think it will be a great cash injection. I'm, you know, I'm just a little nervous. Um, I, I think we got to start getting ready, actually. Oh, boy. I got some face paint downstairs. I'm going to be. Go yeah, I've made a few purchases that will make this a smoother uh, operation. Yeah. I don't know if I came prepared with everything, but uh, I'm ready to go if you guys are. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to head down to the green room. Uh, I'll get ready. What, I'll, I'll meet you guys out there at the, the rendezvous point. Okay? okay. All right. Let's go time, fellas. Sounds good. Let's do this, guys. Let's do it. I am outside the forest of literature. Uh, we got to do this job right now. I'm a little nervous, I got to say. Uh, I'm not sure where Jeff and Mark are. Uh, got a walkie-talkie here. Going to give them a little, uh, what's up? Hey, come in. Come in. Can you hear me? 10-4, 10-4. Where are you, John? I'm just around the, the far side of the building. Where are you guys? We're at the rendezvous point. Make haste. Roger that. By the tree. 
Okay, okay. I'm coming over now. Over. Over. Okay, where are they? That's gotta be them. You're done. Here, get out. Get out, man. Okay, 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 cool. Here we are. We're good, we're good, we're good. Good call on the walkie-talkies. Yeah, I got a great deal on them at the flea market. Are, are these like G.I. Joe walkie-talkies? Well, yeah, but you know, again, we're, we're trying to save money. Yeah, whatever works, I guess. Okay. Nice face paint there, John. Yeah, well, I thought I'd get ready. I love the ski mask, Mark. Yeah, well, we gotta be pros about this, boys. Yeah, Jeff, what are you doing? You couldn't find anything? What's going on? All I could find was the surgical mask, man. So you just cut eye holes in it, you goof? Okay, it's interesting. All right, okay. So listen, there's the security guard. I think he's doing his last round, okay? As soon as he passes, you guys run through the field, straight to the door, open the door, should be open, and just walk right in. Uh, Where's the money gonna be, man? Well, there's a desk right there. Okay, it's right in front of the door. It's in the top drawer. There's a cash box. In and out, 30 seconds. Grab the box. Book it. I'll be here. I'll be on lookout, okay? Wait, wait, wait. You're not coming with us? Uh, no, we, we got the walkie-talkies. I think it's better if I stand here. Okay, okay. It's fine. It's fine. Let's let's Mark, do this. You, you ready? scooters ready or getaway vehicles? Well, the scooters were kind of expensive, so I got these bicycles. The rent-a-bikes? $15 for the night. You can't beat that value. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. We'll be fine. Come on, guys. You all know where to ride a bicycle. Man, my hands are shaking. You guys ready for this? We got this. We got this. <sighs> okay, boys. This is for the podcast, man. Let's do this. 30 seconds in and out. Okay, guys. He's around the corner. Go, go, go. Okay, let's go, Mark. Yeah, go, yeah, go. yeah. Oh. Oh. Whew. Okay. Okay. Here. Let's got pull it. it. No, 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 no. It's a push. It's a push. Oh, pull, dude. It's a pull. No, look. It's not working. It's not working. Give, it, give it. Let me try. Get out of the way. Gosh, I think it's stuck at the top. It's stuck at the top. Oh, you're right. Maybe Oh, it no. Oh, I don't know, man. It's not budging. Oh, no. Is it a sliding door? Here, it's at the top, man. Oh, no. Just smash it, man. Let's smash it. He's coming back, man. He's coming back. Hey. Oh, crap. Abort. 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 No, let's get out of here, man. Book it. Do the bikes, man. <sighs> oh, guys, I got okay. a flat. Okay. What? What? You shouldn't have got oh, the cheap no. bikes, Mark. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. We gotta go. We gotta get go. Get the back. Double with Here's him. Okay, okay. Double me. Okay, let's go. Oh. Man, that did not go well. No, what are we going to do now? Wow, we're just not cut out for this kind of work, guys. Let's just go do the mailbag. I guess so. That was a little bit of a bummer back there, eh, boys? Yeah, I'm not sure where we go from here, guys. This is pretty bad for the podcast. Nice planning, John. Well, it seemed like everything was going to work. I don't know what he did. He turned around at the last minute. He's never done that before. That door. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the door. What is either. with us and doors? The sliding door. Sliding anyway. door. Anyway, yeah. This might be the last mailbag we ever do, though. Well, let's make it a good one then, guys. Okay. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You 
guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. And this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commish. You can still get your questions in last minute. Remember, you can send us a tweet at Rod Langway Fan Club or an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com. Let's have a look at what we got here, guys. I've got a tweet here from Floundering Fish from Moncton, New Brunswick. He asks, what's your favorite story from the NHL's regular season? Thanks for that question. Jeez, there's so many. This has been a fantastic uh, NHL season this year. For me, you know what? It was really a heartfelt moment uh, when Bruce Boudreau, he knew that he was leaving the Canucks rather unceremoniously, right? I really don't like the way they treated him. But when he was doing his, you know, one of his last games and the whole crowd was chanting, Bruce, there it is. It honestly brought a tear to my eye. Uh, he also got a little emotional. I thought that was a really amazing moment because uh, sports really at the end of the day, it's all about the people. Sure. Yeah, that was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. I mean, I would have to say um, the season Eric Carlson has had. It's been absolutely unbelievable. I was a huge fan of his back in the day when he was with the Senators. Um, such a fun player to watch. Such a great skater, great passer. And some injuries. And some Tr- injuries. Movement. Yeah, yeah exactly. I thought he was done. Yeah, like, we all thought he was done, at least as like an elite defenseman. Yeah. And wow, this year has he ever come back. It's so cool to see an amazing season. I mean, who would have thought that he would get 100 points this year? Um, it's, you know, the best Especially season. on that team. Yeah, on a bad, bad team in San Jose. Um, so it's quite incredible to see this guy sort of, you know, we would think in the later stages of his career be able to come back and, and really shine like yeah, this. Yeah, that's a great story. What about you, Mark? Well, isn't it crazy? This year the scoring in the nhl has been absolutely nuts this is the most goal scoring we've seen in over 30 years just the fact that you can be watching a game your team might be down two goals at the you know second intermission and i remember growing up that was a death sentence for your team you'd be like well they've lost and now i mean anything can happen just keep watching there have been so many crazy two three four goal comebacks in the nhl this year it's great for the game yeah, i just it's been really entertaining I just wish they did a better job of marketing it because I think the talent in the game right now is maybe the best I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's been so cool to see uh, the offensive talent really adjust to how good goaltenders had gotten and really learn new ways to shoot. I mean, we saw a bunch of Michigans this year, right? Uh, it's it's just so cool to see all the offensive dynamism going around the league. Yeah, we got a bunch of 100-point players this year, too. Yeah, well, I, funny you mentioned the goalies. I think the fact that they did finally crack down on goaltending equipment has also made a difference as well. Sure. And just, yeah, these these shooters, they just train over and over and over. They've gotten so good at picking their spots and just releasing the puck so quickly. And what's up next there, John? Well, we have an email here from uh, Moody Bleu, <laughs> like the French Bleu. All right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's a Quebec hockey fan. Um, he just says, which non-playoff team are you most excited about going forward? Thanks for the question, Monsieur Bleu. Um, I would say the nation's capital, the Ottawa Senators. I know they were a bit of a disappointment. We were kind of high on them going into the season, but I think there's a lots of room for optimism there. Tim Stutzla, man, this guy's over a point per game. You've got Tuchuk, who had an, a fantastic year, you know, over 30 goals. Um, Claude Giroux fit in there really, really well. Gave him some veteran leadership. Uh, Sanderson back there on the blue line. And some of the goalies played pretty well. It just seemed like everybody who they put in there did reasonably well. So I think there's a lot of um, optimism around the Ottawa Senators for next year. I think Josh Norris is an X factor for them as well, if he can come back healthy. Yes, yeah, they need him to have a good bounce back. What about you, Mark? 
Well, I'm going to stay in the same division, Jeff. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, to me, they had some flashes. There were some periods there where they had the best line in hockey. They had that Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner line. That was dynamite. Uh, Dylan Cousins continued to progress. I think he's going to be a point-per-game guy, excellent centerman. But it's the foundation that they have on the blue line, the two number one defensemen there. You've got Darlene, who had his offensive breakout season. Awesome year. Yeah. And Owen Power, I think, is going to be a solid defender in the NHL. Maybe not the point producer that Darlene is, but, you know, an excellent defender. When you have two guys like that that can log 25 minutes if necessary. That's huge. I'm looking forward to see what that young kid does in net. Yeah, Devin Levi, who was an absolute stud in college, has turned pro. He's already played a few games in the NHL. And he looks pretty good already. So if they can get solid goaltending, watch out next year. Yeah, and this Levi kid, he seems to be very confident. He has a good head screwed on his shoulders. Um, he seems to love a challenge. So it's, a, you know, some great characteristics, especially for a guy in the goalie position. And John, what about you? What uh, what team are you high on for next season? Uh, well, I mean, I have to be honest. This is a big, big draft for one reason. Uh, Connor Bedard. And uh, I'm highest on whoever gets him. Sure. <laughs> whoever okay. gets Connor Bedard. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there's three teams really in the in you know leading the charge with the the Connor Bedard tank race. Uh, we got uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, we have the Anaheim Ducks, and we have the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so whoever gets him, I'll be pretty stoked. I mean, the fan bases will be excited, right? So that's a very optimistic time going Any preferences, forward. guys, and where you'd like well, to see him go? Well, Montreal Canadians, they, uh, they have a shot at him as well. And with the current structure that they have with the lottery system, I mean, it's not impossible. Yeah, I had a feeling you might say that, Mark. John, any preferences? Uh, I guess I'd kind of like to see the Blackhawks get him. Would you? Yeah, you know, it's a end of an era. It would be cool to see a new era ignited with, uh, with Connor Bedard. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of neat to see him go to Anaheim and, uh, you know, with young Trevor Zegers there. That'd be an exciting team to watch. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, they already have so many prospects. I don't need any more ducks flying around annoying me. I think we have time for one last one. Mark, what do you got? Well, I chose this one because it's something that I wanted to talk about anyway, but also this is a great Twitter handle, Marge at Large. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she asks, playoffs are right around the corner. Who is your pick for the cup? Well, thanks a lot for that one, Marge. Uh, Well, you guys know that I chose the Calgary Flames in our season preview show, so I'm definitely doing a do-over on that one. Um, I think I'm going to say the Colorado Avalanche. Guys, I think they have enough to repeat this year. Uh, John, you went with the New York Rangers. Do you want to do a do-over on that one? Uh, You know, I don't think I'm going to do a a do-over. I think they're stacked um, I would be terrified to play against them. Now, I'm not necessarily sure they're the best team even in their conference. I mean, obviously, Boston is amazing. Um, so if I was going to do a, a do-over, I would probably pick Boston. But I'm going to stick with my Rangers. Okay. They're not my Rangers at all, but I'm going to stick with the Rangers. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Mark, in our season preview, you went with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. As much as it pains me to admit, I have picked the Oilers. I am going to continue and say that the Oilers are going to win the cup. Uh, I think that the final blow to the Colorado Avalanche playoff dream was just given as you picked them because you, sir, are the kiss of death as a Leafs fan. (laughs) No, but all, all joking aside, I think with Colorado banged up, the West is wide open and the Oilers look scary. They have so much talent up front and adding Ekholm on the back end and, you know, Maybe Skinner gets hot because he's been pretty good. Those rookie goalies, watch out for them in the playoffs. Uh, I think this is their year. John, what are you doing there, man? Are you cleaning up? Yeah, well, I mean, I think this might be it for the show. Unless I'm, I'm, we got to sell some stuff here. I'm looking maybe some old 
We've got some of these old microphones, some of this old the old soundboard from from previous years. Um, we're gonna have to sell some of this stuff, man. There's all sorts of stuff. Surely we can make some money, no? I don't know. Well, we, I mean, we've tried everything. We tried the cat. Uh, we tried a robbery, and I just don't know. Oh, what's in that bag over there? This one? Yeah. Oh, that's just some of the old uh, receipts for the receipt lottery. Holy man, that's no, like the receipt a ton lottery. of them. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's a... Yeah. Dude, every one of those is a, these, is a ticket, man. Did you yeah. check win? these yet? Well, no, they're, they're, po- they're all podcast receipts. I mean, this could be our salvation. Strange things have happened. Hey, man. Well, I'll check crossed. these. I'll check. Don't worry, guys. You can trust me. Oh, I don't know. I'll, well, I'll you never win on those. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, we're desperate, right? What's what's? Where's the harm? Also, I should remind you that we still have not tried the bake sale idea. I've got a new recipe for muffins. Amazing. Yeah, I don't know, Mark. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to generate the well, kind of income we we're looking for here. Start small, build something bigger. You never mm. know. Well, guys, I think that about wraps it up. I do want to thank my co-host, Mr. Mark Checknita, for all of his hard work this year and all of his great hot takes. It's a labor of love, Jeff. And I also want to thank Mr. John Snowden. John is our producer. This show would not happen without John. He also does a great outro to our show. So thanks a lot, John. Yeah, sure. I'm just not sure it's going to be enough this year. And hopefully we'll have a show in the summer for Free Agent Frenzy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe one mic in a parking garage. We'll see how this goes. We're going to make it, guys. Don't worry. And lastly, I would like to thank you, dear listeners. Without you guys, there wouldn't be a show. We really appreciate all of our friends, all of our family, and all the people that we don't know who tune into this show. Uh, Thanks again, and I hope you guys enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs. Hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time, time.